episode of 90 and Extra Time. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the first episode. I had a you know pretty decent uh, amount of listeners. I uh, just want to let you guys know that I appreciate it. Um, I'm going to start off today by talking about something that was pretty big in the world of uh, football. Uh, Lionel Messi suspended for three months by Common Bowl um, because of some comments that he made um, during and after the uh, the last Copa America that we just had. Um, obviously, you know, Lionel Messi is the best player on Argentina. Um, I think to the detriment of the team because it seems like they, you know, rely on him a little too much to try to get things done. I mean, there's other, you know, good players on the team, great players even. Um, but it seems like they feel they can just feed the ball to Messi and, you know, he'll do his magic and, you know, it hasn't helped the, uh, the Argentinian national team to win anything, um, in the last few years. Um, so he received a three month suspension, a $50,000 fine, you know, which is nothing, um, to him. And the suspension started on August 3rd. Um, so because Messi plays in Conmebol uh, for Argentina, there is no qualification for uh, next year's Copa America. You know, there's only 10 teams. They're going to invite two more teams. I believe Qatar and Australia are going to be invited to next year's uh, Copa America. So Messi ends up only missing a few friendlies. He's going to miss um, the first friendly against uh, Chile, which will be in a month, uh, the 5th of September. Um, that game will be in Los Angeles, actually. Um, then on the 10th of September, um, another friendly against Mexico, also in Los Angeles. And then the third friendly he'll miss is actually a game that I was hoping you know, to possibly go to. Um, it's against Germany on the 9th of October. Um, it's in Dortmund. Um, I was actually hoping to, to get to that game mainly to be able to see, you know, Messi in person, um, you know, exactly in Germany, but it doesn't look like I'll be able to do that. So who knows? Maybe I'll still go. Like I said, Argentina's still a pretty good team, uh, you know, plus Germany is still trying to work out some kinks with their roster. Um, the first game that Messi would be able to uh, play again for Argentina is actually, it'll be a good game. It's against uh, their rivals, Brazil. That'll be on the 14th of November, so his suspension will be over by then. And that game's in Riyadh, uh, Saudi Arabia. So it actually kind of works out for um, Argentina and for Bowl because they suspended him for you know a length of time instead of a number of matches. So he'll only end up missing three matches. Um, but I just saw you know right before I started the podcast that uh, Messi actually got hurt today. Uh, Barcelona is supposed to be, you know, performing a uh, a little U.S. tour. Going to have like two games um, in the U.S., but he injured his calf, so he's not even going to play in those games. So basically, that first friendly that he would miss for Argentina, he, he would be injured anyway, so he wouldn't have played in that game anyway. So um, yeah, it's it's much better to be uh, suspended for a time, you know, a certain amount of time versus a certain amount of games. Um, so, yeah, and this is, you know, today was his first training session since um, leaving the national team. 
you know, after the Copa America, Barcelona gave him a little bit of a break so that he could have time to, you know, recoup, recover. He didn't really get a summer vacation. Um, and, you know, first day back with uh, with Barcelona, and he injures his calf. So uh, we'll see how that goes. And, um, you know, hopefully he has a speedy recovery. You know, still want to see him play for Barcelona. Um, these Argentina friendlies, you know, aren't really that important anyway. So uh, we'll see what happens with him. All right, so as the European season um, gets ready to start up for the top leagues, at least, you know, some of the lower division um, leagues have started up again. But um, this is one of my favorite parts of the season when you have the Super Cups. You know, typically it's the the previous year's league winner versus the previous year's uh, domestic cup winner. Um, so the first one... Um, was the uh, the German Super Cup or the DFL Super Cup, which was this past Saturday, uh, Borussia Dortmund against Bayern Munich. Um, the game was actually held in Dortmund. Um, you know, everybody typically calls this uh, Der Klassiker because it's like you know Germany's equivalent to uh, Real Madrid and against Barcelona. Um, Borussia Dortmund won 2-0. Um, it seemed like Bayern Munich didn't really show up to play. Um, I know they're still kind of working some things out. They just lost Ian Robin and Frank Ribery at the end of last season, and you know they played, you know, in Dort or excuse me, in uh, Bayern for so long. Um, you know, Bayern is still trying to figure some things out. Their coach always seems like he's on the hot seat, um, but. Uh, Dortmund, you know, they're, they're a good team. They typically do, you know, have Bayern Munich's number. Uh, let's see. We had uh, Paco Alcacer. He scored in the 48th minute. And then 21 minutes later, in the 69th minute, Jaden Sancho scored. So I do think, though, that uh, Bayern is probably still, you know, a little, like, trying to catch up because they did play in the International Champions Cup in the United States, you know, dealing with the time difference and having to come back to Europe after being in the U.S. for weeks. You know, jet lag does still take a while, especially if you're performing at a high level. Um, you know, they're, they're, it's going to take them a minute to recuperate from that. Um, the second uh, Super Cup match was the uh, the FA Community Shield, which was just yesterday, uh, Sunday the 4th. Um, and I think a lot of people were looking forward to this. Um, you have Liverpool against Manchester City. So Liverpool won the Champions League last year. They lost the uh or not lost but they did not win the uh, english premier league they you know missed it by one point uh, and manchester city did win the uh the league last year but you know obviously they didn't win the champions league um you know these are two of the best teams in the epl um two best two of the best teams i would say in europe definitely um it actually finished 1-1 after regular time uh, so i had to go to a, a penalty shootout and, you know, 5-4, uh, it went to Man City. So it seems like uh, Guardiola, you know, still has Klopp's number. Um, but, you know, again, it's it's uh, an early, early, it's basically a preseason match. There is some silverware, but, uh, you know, some of the players probably weren't playing their hardest, even though these are two of the best teams. It's still early, um, but, you know, it is still a trophy. So... Um, 
and then the the third game was the uh, I'm gonna try to say this in France in France excuse me the Trophée des Champions uh, it's the the French Super Cup um, with Paris Saint Germain being the the winners of uh, League One from last season and Rennes who won the uh, Copa de France I believe it's called um, this game was actually played in China um, and of course you know I mean PSG is uh, they're the best team in France there's no there's no denying that um, Mbappe scored in the 57th minute and then uh, Di Maria in the 73rd um, it was 2-1 um, and actually Ren had the uh, the lead you know early they scored the 13th minute um, it was 1-0 but uh, you know of course Mbappe is a great player so it was you know Di Maria is still pretty good um, but it was a little bit of a weird you know back angle to this because Neymar, you know, he's still trying to engineer his move to Barcelona. You know, as the season approaches, it seems like it's less and less likely that it's actually going to happen. But uh, but Neymar was there um, in China for the game. He did not play. He didn't suit up at all. And I saw a little video where, you know, after the trophy got presented, um, Neymar seemed like he didn't want to be in the photos or whatever. Um, you know, a few of his teammates you know, dragged him in and made him stand there for the photo. And then when they were taking like a team photo after the trophy was presented, uh, you could see Mbappe pushing Neymar away out of the team photo. Now, you know, it could have just been, you know, two teammates playing around, you know, I mean, it seemed like Neymar didn't want to be there, but uh, who knows? I mean, there's, there's a lot of drama there. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. What, Neymar saying how the rest of his teammates feel but uh, you know it was something that we could all see you know besides speculation so you know we're still waiting to see what's going to happen with that I don't think that Barcelona is going to get Neymar this year who knows what could happen in the winter transfer market Um, but it seems like he's going to be staying in Paris for the foreseeable future because I don't see Barcelona paying 220 million euros um, to buy back a player that they just sold for the you know basically the same amount two seasons ago so uh, moving on there's you know there's two other super cups you know um, that you know typically would happen around this time but for whatever reason the Italian super cup the Supercoppa Italiana is going to be played actually there's no date set for it yet but it's going to be played in Saudi Arabia chances are pretty good it's going to be sometime between I would say Christmas in the middle of January. I don't know why they've decided to do that. Uh, but then there's also the Supercopa de España, the Spanish Super Cup. This year they've changed the format a little bit. Um, in previous years, it was just the winner of the league versus the winner of the Copa del Rey. But this year, um, it's actually going to be played the, the 8th through the 12th of January. But there's going to be four teams involved. It's going to be uh, Valencia. They won the Copa del Rey, uh, Barcelona because they won the league and they were the runners up of the Copa del Rey, Real Madrid who finished third place in the league, and then Atletico Madrid who were the uh, the runners up for the league. So it'll be I'm not sure exactly what the format's going to be if it's going to be a complete four team just playoff like a one off, but uh, for whatever reason the the Spanish Federation decided to do that and, and change it up and make it a actually a, a mini tournament instead of just a one-off match 
for their Super Cup. So I'll be interested to see that. Like I said, it's um, early January, or excuse me, 8th of the 12th of January in 2020. That'll be played in Saudi Arabia. Okay, so um, speaking of Super Cups, um, the UEFA Super Cup is coming up on the 14th. Um, that that's the champions of the UEFA Champions League and the winners of the uh, UEFA Europa League. So it'll be Liverpool and Chelsea respectively. So like I mentioned in last week's episode, I'm I'm interested to see this game because Christian Pulisic, you know, one of the um, American players playing in Europe, he is going to be playing in this game, playing against that great Liverpool defense, which even though, you know, Man City just uh, just beat them in the, the FA Community Shield, you know, it'll still be a still be a good game. Their defense is still really, really good, in my opinion. Um, their offense is great as well. But um, one of the things that I was reading on social media about this game is for the first time ever, um, there's going to be a female head referee. Um, her name is Stephanie uh, Farpa. She is French. I'm probably saying her last name wrong, but I was reading a lot on social media about how a lot of people were having an issue with the fact that there's going to be a woman officiating such a high-level game uh, between two men's teams. And it's just amazing to me that in 2019 that that's that's even an issue like the best referees should be officiating the games it doesn't matter if they're male or female you know we have we have var um you know it's not like the referees are getting involved in the game she's not (laughs) defending against any players you know they have to pass a physical exam or not a physical exam but like a physical fitness exam in order to to be a referee uh, she has already officiated, been officiating men's games since way back in uh, 2011. Um, she was officiating in the uh, Campeonat National, the third level of uh, of French football, and you know she's also been in League Two or Liga Two, Liga Deux, excuse me, and League One, Liga Un in France. So it's it's not an issue at all. I think she's going to do an exceptional job. Uh, just like Bibiana Steinhaus that's been officiating games in the Bundesliga for the men for for years now never had an issue um, I just I just think it's crazy that uh, you know that there was so much you know negative uh, you know tweets and other messages that were made about you know her being appointed saying that it was a, a PR stunt but I mean keep in mind she's officiated at the last two women's World Cups I mean, it, it's obvious that she is, she's not a, a bad referee, especially if she's getting picked by UEFA for, you know, a game that isn't really high profile, but, you know, it is a pretty big, you know, game. Um, I think she'll do, you know, a normal job just like most referees do. You know, as fans, we either love or we hate the referees. Typically, we hate them, you know, for whatever reason. We think they make bad calls, but, you know, it's their job. So... Um, I just thought that was funny. I just wanted to bring that up, see what you guys think about it. Um, you know, if you guys have any uh, anything you want to say about it or, you know, you, you have an opinion on it, um, just hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, 90 and Extra Time. And also, 
the email address is 90 and extra time at gmail.com. I'd be interested to, to hear what you guys think about that. So found out last week that the uh, U.S. women's national team coach, Joe Ellis, she is going to be stepping down from her position. Um, it's official in October that, that she'll be leaving. Um, she's going to stay on until the, uh, the U.S. women's team finishes their, you know, their victory lap tour after winning the Women's World Cup this summer. Um, so right now there's only four games left. Uh, they just recently played one. So there are four games remaining on this little tour, two against Portugal and two against South Korea. All the games obviously will be played in the U.S. Um, but you know, Jill Ellis, she uh, as as a coach, she won two back-to-back uh, women's World Cups. So you know, maybe it is time for it to move on. I don't know what you do after you win back-to-back uh, World Cups, but um, I guess there really is no place to go. I mean, she could try to win three in a row, I guess. But uh, you know, maybe for her, it's just time to move on. Um, yeah, she's been the U.S. coach now since uh, full-time coach since 2014. Uh, prior to that, she had two spells as the interim coach. Um, but right now, also, there's no like obvious candidate to replace her. There's a lot of great coaches out there. Um, I'm interested to see what route um, the uh, U.S. Uh, Soccer Federation takes. Um, whether they're gonna, you know, hire another American coach, whether it's gonna be a, you know, male or female, um, or if they're gonna look, you know, outside of the country, um, it'd be interesting to see. Um, interesting to see where the uh, where the team goes, you know, after coming off a World Cup win. Um, it'll, it'll definitely be interesting. Um, there's an Olympics next year, um, so we'll see how the women's team look, you know, with their new coach. That should be the first major competition. Okay, so I can't have a podcast and not talk about VFB Stuttgart. So uh, they played yesterday against uh, FC Heidenheim, which is a team that's actually not too far away from uh, from Stuttgart. It's maybe a little bit over an hour away. Um, I wasn't able to actually watch the game because I was I was on a little trip up north, um, and I was on my way back home. So you know, we're driving, and you know, I'm getting the alerts on my phone. Um, through the first half, it was 0-0, and then shortly after, I think it was in the 52nd minute, um, after halftime, uh, Stuttgart scored, you know, so usually when they score, you know, you wait a little bit, and then you find out the other team scored, but in this case, they scored a second goal about five minutes later, so, you know, everybody was in the car all excited, and then maybe about uh, 20 minutes later, Heidenheim scored, but, you know, we weren't too worried um, there was, you know, about 10 minutes left in the game. So we thought, oh, we got this one in the bag. You know, it's, it's good to, you know, get a win on the road. Um, but then uh, in the 84th minute, Stuttgart had an own goal, which, you know, it happens. Um, it, it seems to be like Stuttgart's luck to have stuff like that happen. You go up 2-0 and then, you know, you give up one. And, you know, it happens. But then to... Uh, to have the game tied 
because of an own goal um, is, is heartbreaking. But, uh, you know, taking two points on, the, or excuse me, one point from a draw on the road um, isn't too bad. Um, you know, next week they have, uh, I believe, St. Pauli at home. Um, you know, maybe I'll try to get to that game. If not, I will definitely be watching it on TV. Uh, hopefully they can they can win that. Um, it's always pretty upsetting when, you know, they drop down to the second division and they don't win all their games. Um, like I said, last week they had a difficult season last year. Uh, they were, like, at the bottom of the table for, you know, the majority of the season. And, uh, you know, made it to that relegation playoff and ended up losing. So, um, we'll see. I mean, the the roster is uh, not completely different from last season, but uh, you know they got they got some some playmakers on there. Um, second division football, though. So okay, so I think it's about time to wrap this up. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I'd love to hear from you guys. Ninety and extra time on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and the email address is ninety and extra time at gmail.com. So if you guys have any comments, questions, or suggestions, just hit me up. I would love to hear from you. Um, I hope you guys have a a great week. Um, Hope you get to enjoy some football. And uh, that's it. I'll uh, talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.